Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Yo, 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 hello. Friday form panel. Doors open, they can hear me screaming out there, but uh, we're being filmed apparently, so wherever you are, how is everyone? You're good? Um, I got here about 25 seconds ago. Um, so you'll see me setting up uh, throughout the course of the Friday form panel, but we'll work it out. Thank you to Jordy Canellis, and hopefully he knows that the music quiz is back on. I'm, I'm just going to look, look at him in the eyes. He was going to come through. Jordy, music quiz today? Yes, he knows. All right, very good. <laughs> Skeeter, how are you? Uh, good, thanks, Bon. How are you? Good. You had a busy day yesterday roaming around the countryside? I did. It was uh, good. Got to, yeah, uh, visit a few places. Some I had been to before, some I hadn't. But, um, yeah, good to, to drop off the trophies to their uh, respective houses. A few more to go today. But, uh, yeah, nice to get out and about, isn't it? It's before your time. and I, I mean, these people already know they won. But um, there used to be a guy named Russ Hines back in the day. Um, and if you won, it wasn't Touch Lotto, but it was like that. He'd be the guy, he'd just come knocking on your door and tell you that you'd won. So, so yeah, like back in the day. So there, there was no other, well, there was no mobile phones. It was years and years before mobile phones. So, but it must have been nice because you get to be there on the scene and, you know, present the, the trophy. And they know they've won, but yep. at the same time, you still get to be there and enjoy yeah, a celebratory a moment. A couple of happy snaps. So, uh, yeah, no, it was good. Um, uh, and you're just having shots at me on Twitter now, I see. Like, um, he <laughs> texted me last night and I was like, I was on air and I thought, uh, I'll have a look at that later. I'll see what, I'll see what, what what's going down. But, uh, now nah, look, I, I, I gave it, I gave it hard. So, uh, I take it back. But well, that's, that's right. At least I, I'm still at, not at the, I, I give you a pre-warning that I'm going to fire <laughs> shots. So I don't just do it. I, I, I sort of half apologize before I bear smart Alec, um, online, but, uh, $1.45, Acnea. Come yeah. on, I think we need, if Andy Gath's listening, I think we need a new best bet off Andy Gath. Obviously, Bar and Banter coming out. Mm. Uh, is now $1.04. So, uh, Andy, it doesn't have to be tonight. It may be tomorrow night. But if you have another best bet you want to send through to uh, to your followers, let us know. Um, but it's a, I don't know about you, Bomb, but gee, it's a, a pretty tricky punting card tonight. Oh, well, you know, I think it actually, uh, by the way, for those who don't know, we're going to be doing a Friday form panel for Friday, not for Saturday night. So um, some great racing tomorrow night at Melton Sonata uh, Cup. But here, this is the beginning of the journey for the Breeders' Crown in 2021. So we're focusing on tonight. Now, this this brings me back to my roots. This is, uh, I think this will be a very profitable punting card really? because well, it's going to be, yeah. I think if you can find the skinny exotics, I mean, it's a different type of punting than yeah. what we've been used to in recent weeks, but there's going to be a few races there where I think if you you can just go bang, bang, bang and sort of work out a couple of different ways to play trifectas and first fours and it should all pan out to plan. Now, quaddies, no. Uh, early quaddie, definitely not. It could be one of the smallest early quaddies in the history of any racing code in the world. At Bendigo tonight, if everything pans out to uh, to plan, but I think, yeah, I'll, I'll be playing heavily through some of these exotics, and people will say, well, they won't pay anything, but they do because one thing you'll find in punting is if something seems too obvious or or people think it's going to pay too short, they won't have a bet, and it'll actually end up paying more than um, than you think it will. So um, once more into the breach, we're going to play those sort of uh, bets tonight. So you don't have to ever give me pre warning, by the way. 
I enjoy it. It's great mutual respect, and uh, I enjoyed seeing it. But I, I'll tell you what, tagging Andy Gath into it as well, giving he tipped Dak now, I think would have only been uh, only been fair. I mean, I, 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 I tipped him, <laughs> yeah, but, but so Andy, did Andy. Andy didn't knock me. He didn't get stuck into me for tipping Yorkshire the week before. Fair call. That was you. Fair call. Um, <laughs> we should get stuck in, I think, because it's, yep. uh, we know it's only 90 minutes now, the Friday form panel, so we'll try and get through at least one, I'd say, before the first sabbatical. Uh, this is not a Breeders' Crown qualifier. Six of the ten races are. I'll tell you what, those last two races. Um, I thought the favourite was, you know, I, I committed myself. Uh, I started the game plan last night and I committed myself. I thought no matter what the prices are here, I'm not playing. I refused to play. And then I looked at the prices and went, yeah, I'll play. I'll play. <laughs> I thought Havana was overs. So did I. Yeah, three ninety. I um. I think I it's a dollar ninety shot virtually. Yeah, well, it's just. Well, it's off the inside now as well. No, yeah, it's second row. Yeah, but it's, it, it was going to draw inside the, inside the second row. Yeah, now, so I wasn't that keen on it then, but now it draws nine. Well, I marked it, put it this way, I marked it 220 when, when I thought it was going to be inside the second row. Yeah. So now it's going to have clear air. Mm. Ears Ponder is going to begin okay, so it's not going to get shuffled too far back the way it was going to. Yep. Oh, well, I put it this way. For, for a moment, I actually thought of uh, making Havana my best bet of the night, but it was just when we did burning questions, it was going to be inside the the second row draw because the emergency yeah. hadn't hadn't uh, gained a start yet. So I thought oh, that makes it a little bit tricky behind um, behind the one. But now that it's drawn in the running line, yeah, I just think it's going better than than any of these. There has been early support for. Obviously, we've got markets this time. Sells boy eighteen into seven was unlucky last time, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just just couldn't have it. But um, that has Whoa. been where the, the early money has gone. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm with Havana. A good form recently. Draws a running line, as we said, and uh, I think can break through for another win here. Joey's hangover, the stable mate, is um, – I think it's made for this new handicapping system. Wins, then drops a couple of points and wins another one. Front row draw here out wide. He's a little bit sticky, but um, it's probably not the strongest race, so I think he can hold himself well here. Uh, Janali's run was pretty good last time out, I thought, uh, running home for fourth. That was his first run back for Craig Turnbull, second row here. So has the time to balance up. I think still has a few tricks, but, um, I think if he can get a card into it, he's been in the money five times from 11 starts and I've thrown in Elba Rock, who was running home well in a similar class race. Again, has that wide back row draw to contend with, but it's an even race. So I'm going with nine ahead of seven, 12 and 13. I think 390, um, is pretty good value. Yeah. nine thirty. 13, 7 and 5 for me. And uh, so the point here is we've both got Joey's hangover as one of the major dangers. One would expect Taylor's got the choice here. Uh, Terry French trains both Joey's hangover and Havana. Or Havana. Kuba Havana and um, has chosen Havana. Just since it's come to the camp, it's just, it's found it's found its zone again. So I don't know. I'm looking at the sectionals. I'm looking at, I'm looking at where all these sources are at. Joey's hangover is, um, I think it's fair to say one of the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde customers going around. When Hook Eye Joe and Joey's Hangover won back-to-back uh, at Melton the other day, it was just like that. I, I actually found them both, and I was just like, this. that's like finding gold. It's like finding gold. Well, I had Dennis William and Would You Mind one night. That was a similar situation. So, um, But, you know, they're horses that you can't 100% trust, but you know I've got ability. Albarock, well, Albarock Once Upon a Rainbow was going to be a good horse. Um, and last start was a, a good performance. Uh, you talk about sectionals. Well, I'd say you, uh, its performance in that race would probably outdo nearly well, anything nearly that is going around in the first. 
tonight at Bendigo. So I've got nine, thirteen, and seven as the only winning chances, and nine clearly on top. I mean, a dollar ninety, I'd say, and getting three ninety. Um, I wish we could hear from uh, Taylor or uh, Melby or, or Terry, but we can't at the moment. I've got Dan Mann in for fourth, nine, thirteen, seven, and five, and I did include Janali in the chances if you want to play wider exotic wages. Um, maybe one more, maybe one more. Mm, yeah, because this is all. This is going to be pretty simplistic. The the first of the Breeders' Crown qualifiers for the three-year-old Phillies Villawood Properties, sponsoring Series Twenty Three. Michael Jordan. Uh, now we heard from Clayton Tonkin and uh, and yourself and myself and and Andy Gath, but primarily from Clayton. And it sounds like Tough Tilly is going to benefit from the run for me, but it won't matter because uh, we talk about exotic races. Platinum Sparkle gets across the pole marker, hands up to Tough Tilly. If Tough Tilly doesn't win and Platinum Sparkle doesn't run second, it's going to be a long night. Yeah, I would be very surprised if that happened. Uh, as we know, stood down bets after her um, seemingly below par run in the Oaks heat. Um, but she's had over a month. She had minor surgery and uh, she wouldn't be here if they weren't happy with her. So uh, front row draw, we know she's got good gate speed. Being heat, I think Platinum Sparkle gets across, has good gate speed and then is happy to take the seat behind Tough Tilly and they should be running one, two from there, you would think. Sporty Dancers, a, a New South Wales filly who has put together a really nice record of 10 wins and five placings from just the 18 starts. She ran third in the Queensland Oaks and took out the Southeast Oaks up in Queensland. So I think she's well and truly up to mixing it here. And Tay-Tay uh, goes in for fourth, has always shown ability and had a confidence-boosting win last time out in a much easier race. But uh, I would be absolutely shocked if uh, Tough Tilly and Platinum Sparkle didn't run 1-2. But, uh, yeah, expecting Sporty Dancer to run a nice race as well. 5-2-9-10. and 5-2-10-9 uh, and nine for me. Uh, good to have some... We might talk about this, if not today, then going forward. Nice to have some uh, interstate representation. And we understand there's still probably some um, some people dubious about moving across borders, but it's also probably a broader exemplification of where the Breeders' Crown is at at the moment. Uh, and that's not having go at it before the series has begun, but it's something that I think needs to be talked about at some point because uh, I think it should be at a different time of the year. I think it should be swapping with the Vic Bread Super Series. But... Uh, everyone seems to be attacking each other for a, a certain space of the year at the moment, and it's making it a little bit hard because the Breeders' Crown is supposed to be the pinnacle uh, for age-restricted paces and trotters. I'm going 5, 2, 10, and 9, so very similar thoughts to you. But I'll say this, in a race like this, because first and second are so obvious, I would lean towards playing first fours over trifectas, and these are the ways that I'm going to play. They'll be on good form and all the rest, so you'll, you'll, you'll see them in the game plan. But 5 to beat 2... To beat nine and ten, to beat one, four, six, seven, nine, and ten. So trying to get the value through fourth there. Isabella Princess, three poles. Um, out of the blue, maybe let it linger to, to throw in. Or five to beat two, to beat one, four, six, seven, to beat nine and ten only for fourth. Because I can't see one of Sporty Dancer or Tay-Tay not running third or fourth here. So you've just got to be you've got to be clever when you're playing these races. Um, try and think through the mindsets of your fellow punters. And that's the way we're going to make money tonight. But um, we'll be going through it on Trot's Vision. Kirsten Graham to join me. I think after race two tonight, I'll be on air with Lockie McIntosh. Time for our first break. When we come back, we resume the music quiz for the first time in a long time. And we'll get stuck into the second heat of the British Crown Series for 2021 for the Classic Age Phillies. You're listening to Trot's Talk Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. 
Jason. Jason. Save tonight. It is safe tonight. Is it Eagle Eye Cherry? Yes, no. Eagle Eye Cherry. Oh. <laughs> Back from a break. Uh, fresh cut. Sun's out, guns out, and uh, save tonight. I don't, know, I, don't know, I don't know if I really like this. Did you get yeah, it? Yeah, I like the song. It's one of those about, like, after a big day and maybe 11 o'clock with your mates. It's, 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 love you, Jerry. Uh, save tonight. <laughs> hey, thank you, Dawn. One of those. Hey, uh, before yes? we press on, uh, the great man, Andy Gath, has sent through a new best bet. Yep. Uh, tomorrow night he's going to Tabcourt Park, Melton. Yeah. One of his own, too, and we know the strike rate he has with his own. So he's going race two and number one, Ember. Okay. First up from New Zealand, uh, and you can get $5 at the moment. So All there right. you go. I'll the, I guess the pressure's back on me. Yep. Uh, I'm going to get Havana. I nearly want to do. I nearly want to really shove it up, Andy, and do, do your embarking because I've got it on top. We'll talk about that soon. And I'm not going to shove it. Right. He came back to me yesterday. It was good. Race three, second heat of the Villawood Properties Breeders' Crown Series Twenty Three for the three-year-old fillies. Um, now we have seen this movie before a couple of weeks ago, but I'm still surprised that Beach Music's a dollar thirty-five or something. Mm. I, I sort of make them one fifty-two eighty. I mean, a couple of things that's worth remembering. Better twist came over here with a reputation of being one of the most dominant fillies over there for many years. I know we're living in a different world. Once upon a time, I wrote in the form guide, you know, top Kiwi filly of her quality comes over here, we just say we're running for second and third probably. Different world now because this generation of uh, of, of classic age fillies in Australia and Victoria in particular are outrageous. The question is, when you take a dollar thirty-five, got to think, well, how many things could go wrong and she'd still win, you know? Uh they probably what they probably won't. I'll let you talk through it. I've I've got her on top beach music, but a dollar thirty five seems skinny. It does, um, and uh, we spoke to so Josh Jenkins and myself spoke to Ken Brecken after the um, the first up run of Better Twist, and just sort of spoke about the process of bringing her over here. And he said uh, he was obviously really happy with that first up run, and Nathan thought she was about seventy percent. So he said there's absolutely no doubt that she would have taken benefit from that first up run. So, look, I don't think there's that much between them. I am very surprised that Beach Music is so short. I was thinking she might be $1.70, $1.60 um, because, you know, Better Twist is such a such a quality filly. She is a good, good filly. So it's the heat factor that comes into it, then again, that's that's the next factor you bring into it. That's right, yeah. So I don't think they're going to go out there and, and ooh, not fall off the chair, um, give – a bit of twist and absolute gut, gut buster. <laughs> so up the studio. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think they're going to want to give her an absolute gust buster. They'll probably move around to the breeze and be happy to sit there and uh, and beach music will, will dash home, you would think. So, look, I still think beach music wins, but I really don't think there's stacks between them. So with beach music on top ahead of better twist, um, for all the reasons I've just mentioned, Doug's Babe should get a lovely trip, I think. Um, went through the Oak series and... Whilst being below that top level, I think she can qualify here. And Heritage Lady is uh, is a really speedy filly. She didn't seem to handle the Oaks trip, but uh, bounce back. What's that? That's what I. That's what I was like. I just thought I had a good place bet on her that yeah, night. Yeah, so did I. And in between, she's just gone gangbusters. And that, that night, was, I don't know whether it was a trip or not. not yeah. There was no query, I suppose, when because she was such big odds, there was no query. But 
Well, she I was think... better. What she than whatever happened that night. She she was gone a long yeah, way from home. She, she was. She was really disappointing that night. And uh, and there was the I did look at the Stewart's report for that, and uh, there was no abnormalities. And Craig Turnbull said he probably wouldn't start her again over that trip. So they basically put it down to the trip. But okay. she did did seem well well below yep. below par, didn't she? She was gone. Very early. So, look, but she has bounced back for a win since then. So, um, yeah, I think she can run well again here. So I'm going five ahead of 11, 1 and 10. I'm doing exactly the same. I think we're going to agree with here, but Doug's babe is able to show the speed to hold up and then hand up to Beach Music. Yep. Yep. So really 5, 11 and 1 should be the trifecta here. Uh, very hard to see how it won't be. And I'm vaguely entertaining the possibility that Doug's babe could run second if everything was a bit too cute. And and uh, once again, Beach Music gets home in fifty four something. You just never know. So I'd play a, a tiny stagger with uh, five to beat one to beat eleven, but five it should just be five to beat eleven to beat one. And again, if you want to play first fours here and try and add a bit of value, yes, Heritage Lady. I thought even weirdly pretty sublime. I can't believe I'm saying this, but from a perfect trip behind Doug's Bay, might even be able to run fourth. And aliens exist. Um, Hard to get your head around aliens exist, but on ability is better than is better than most of these, and gets an okay draw here. I would have thought. So yeah, that, that'd be the three I'd be throwing in for fourth, but exactly the same numbers in race three, five, eleven, one, and ten. We'll be having the great men, which we're calling everyone great men. I sound like Michael Thompson, who's, who works here. Everyone's great men. Great men. How are you, great men? You call everyone great men. There's no great men anymore. You don't feel great when you get called a great man. We'll get through one more race and we'll have Mitch Sidebottom I was referring to coming up uh, in the second hour. Or, you know, it's the first half hour and then the second hour. Deal with it the way you will. Ladies in Red versus Life's a Beach. Final heat of the Breeders' Crown Heats uh, Series 23. Sponsored by Villawood Properties. Um, Ladies in Red's $1.10. Yeah, and rightly so, I think. I yeah. think she should be winning. She's a standout. We've we've spoken about her. We all know what ladies in red can do. Um, she can do things that not many fillies can do, and she's up there with the best juvenile fillies we have seen. And uh, unless it's as, you know, this word gets thrown around a little bit, but unless it's mathematically impossible for her to win, I, I, I think don't think she, she, I don't think she's done a maths degree, <laughs> uh, ladies in red. I think she'll be no, fine. But I, I think she, she should be able to get the job done. Uh, Life's a Beach is obviously an interesting runner. It comes over from New Zealand, was second in a jewels to better twist, has had the 22 starts for five wins. So whilst she looks a nice filly, I don't think we can compare her with ladies in red at this stage. Um, leaves the gate well without having blinding speed, but uh, I think she'll be able to, to cross and uh, get a good trip from the draw. Joanna is one of the more improved um, horses from her two to three-year-old season. I think she was excellent in the Oaks. Uh, she can do work. She's quick. So she's got um, got plenty up her sleeve there. And despite having the wide back row drawer, I think her class can see her run well and she can uh, be running into a place. And while she's only lightly raced, Runaway Celebrity has been really good to date. It was a really quick final quarter last time out and she managed to get past Treachery at Geelong. So, and I think Treachery is a, a really nice horse and she was good through the yeah. Oaks series as well. So um, Runaway Celebrity obviously had the bad draw in the Oaks heat and failed to qualify. So look, I think uh, she's got good gate speed as well. So potentially KD might have a dip for the start on uh, on Runaway Celebrity. And uh, sorry, James Herbertson takes the drive there. So look, I think, um, you know, she can be up there and close enough and uh, and run well also. So I'm going 10, 11, uh, sorry, 10 to 11 and 5. Exactly the same numbers. Hard outs coming up in just a few seconds, but a couple of questions. 
Before we go there, uh, is life's a peach, life's a beach is certainly to run second. I say no. No. Um, Evan Mateo, I thought might be able to sneak into first fours. She's a weird horse, but I reckon that peg line run with no, as long as Wendy's watching doesn't drag her back. I reckon she can maybe run okay. Yep. And what are the chances if Life's a Beach finds the front and, and Ladies in Red comes around early enough that the lead's there for Ladies in Red? Yeah, maybe. I think it could, I haven't got it happening in my map, but I actually think it could yeah, happen. Well, it's heat level. We need to remember, I suppose yeah. it's heat level. They don't want gut busters. All right, let's go to the hard out. We'll be back. <laughs> uh, I'll give a bit more analysis of race four. We'll get Moose side bottom on the line and we'll plan this puppy up Friday form panel and track. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Oh. Nikita. Jason. That was Nikita. Dreamer's disease? No, 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 no. Okay, let me do this. How you got you got it. You gotta get what you give. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Dreamers Disease is a lyric. Yeah. New Radicals is the band. Uh, that'll be a 2 0 lead. Would be. Um, woo! You buried the lead, not blame Mariah Carey there, i got to tell you. I know. I, I <laughs> thought about that. I heard that during the news and I should have, but. Uh, it's a war on Christmas. What a story. <laughs> uh, famously, I don't know whether you've heard this one, Geordie. About when I used to break up with the girls, I'd play them a Mariah Carey song. When I, I'd, I'd bring them to the house and and play them a Mariah Carey song just to give them an experience while it happened. But it was Music Box, not that album. Um, play uh, Can't Live If Living Is Without You or something like that. So um, if you want to know what kind of character I really am down deep. that Did you, did you say when you were breaking up with them? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Because I wanted to give them a memory. You know. Oh, that'd be a memory. Yeah. And they're looking at me going, can I just leave the, leave the house? They're probably thinking, I was even breaking up with you and now this. Now you've put on a – anyway, <laughs> got to get in first. I'm, so for race four, uh, the final of the Breeders' Crown, Crown qualifiers for the Phillies, uh, the heat's 10 to 11 and five, exactly the same as you, Skeeter. But I agree uh, with everything we spoke about. Life's a bitch, not a moral to run second. I think it will lead. I think there's a chance she might hand up to ladies in red. Probably not. Maybe they'll just want to see where everyone's at. But um, there's a chance that might happen. Joanna can run second. Evan Mateo is the one that I've thrown in maybe for third or fourth that I think can add some value to exotics. Um, I think she's going pretty good. You've got to throw in all the ones you've already mentioned, treachery, moments like these. Uh, and as we mentioned, runaway celebrity. Race five, first leg of the court. He moved coming up at 11.15-ish, by the way, for those wanting his thoughts. He won't be concentrating on tonight, but we'll we'll get some tips from him somewhere. Tomorrow night, Malcolm. Tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Which would be good. Good would, combination of the two meetings. Yeah, we're doing a little bit of a, a, a swapsie. This is the best race of the night. Uh, from a from a competitive point of view, this is a cracker, isn't it? It is. Uh, maps, very hard to work out. Asked Clayton on burning questions. Clayton Zonkin, will Ideal Dan lead? Said probably, but we know he can get the speed wobbles up. Clayton says he's better. Seb's choice will want it. Vincent Van Gogh can fly the arm. Puppet's on board. Chris Alford has got the drive there and... I think the gate speed there with the combination of the puppet. So I just think there's going to be some fireworks. I think this is going to be the one that's not raced like a heat, at least initially. Who that will suit? I am very much favouring rock and roll doing yam. Bucky, in your thoughts? Yeah, look, it's going to be a great clash early, and I think there could be plenty of speed on. I agree with that. Um, look, I settled with rock and roll do because how I 
with, with probably little confidence, but uh, look, he's a very, very nice horse. He won quite arrogantly last time. And uh, I tend to think that maybe he will push forward. Ian Buckian's going to go forward and give him cover. So Rock and Roll Do could be 1-1. You know, Ian Buckian's going to take him everywhere he needs to go. And um, I thought if potentially he can just peel late, he can get the job done. Especially if others inside, like Ideal Dan Seb's Choice and the Vincent Van Gorn, have used a little bit of bit uh, early in that mm. speed battle. I don't think Mick Stanley's probably going to get too involved early. He might just come out and uh, and find a position. So that's uh, what went through my mind and how I settled on him. So, um, yeah, I've gone. Will he be committed to staying inside you and buck in? As in, as in hunting up and making sure. I think so. Yeah. That's the bit You're I'm probably... interested in because he, he, I, from what I've seen, he doesn't like, I think he doesn't like using this horse early, likes to just let it find its feet and find its rhythm. And mm. that might leave you one horse further back. You, that That's my little concern, but I, 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 I take your point. If it's one, one, yep. really hard to beat. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, you, like I said, I, I don't really, I wasn't set on what's going to happen yeah. early. Anything could happen. So um, look, I am with him ahead of uh, ideal Dan, who has improved and was unlucky in the Derby final and uh, went on for a confidence boosting easy win when a short price favourite at Swan Hill. And uh, yeah, if he can lead, he's going to run a race. Yeah, Buckian is is such an improving horse, has shown stacks of ability. Uh, I just think he probably has to sit parked, which we know he can do, but with nice horses on your back and in front, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. So, um, you know, I'm sure they'll just want to qualify with him and then uh, hopefully he can get a race where he can lead and he's going to be very, very hard to beat. And Seb's choice is never too far away. He didn't uh, didn't go right in the Derby heat, but he's since bounced back for a win. Uh, he's probably, I think, a lesser chance of of the ones I've just mentioned, but uh, he goes in for fourth one, uh, four, one, five, and two. So I'm going five, four, two, and one, and uh, I'm a bit surprised at the odds of both Rock and Roll do and Yam Buck in. Uh, I had a bundle bit last night, two dollars thirty for the two of them, and you say, well, you know. $2.30, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I, th- I think they should be, like, the, the combination should be a lot shorter than that because at the end of the day, I think they're the two best in the race and I think that early burn's going to suit both of them. Yes, I think Gambuckian might be uh, consigned to the breeze. It's possible that he leads, but he's got pretty good gates but himself. Not quite the same as, as the three drawn one, two, and three, but he's got pretty good gates but himself. And what I like about it is I reckon he can hang out there, balance, Roll there, and then he's always suited, I reckon. The, the heart of the race is run virtually. I don't care if he's in the breeze because he doesn't, like I said, there's a, he doesn't really know what he's doing. He just sort of trucks into it and goes, oh, we'll just keep going, eh? How, how, does that, how does that feel? Now, if he's got rock and roll do sitting flush on his back, we might have a problem. And you can't get what Mick Stanley's said out of your head. Mm. You can try, but you can't. Yeah. You watch Barroom Bander go up and breeze and smash his rivals in a Group 1 race last weekend, and Mick says Rock and Roll Do is not only better than him, but the best young horse he's had in many years, or the best horse he's had in many years. So uh, he, he's an exciting character, no doubt about it, and I think that he can definitely win the race. I think one of the two probably will. I actually thought Seb's choice would get across Ideal Dan, so I've got it in for third, and Ideal Dan for fourth. I think Ideal Dan's a nice horse. I just I, – I can't find the, the place where he's shown me that he's he's a potential top liner. Seb's choice, sort of. Rock and roll do, yes. I think the excitement's there in Yambucky and yes. So I'm going five, four, two and one. 
One wants to keep your eye on if they go absolutely berserk here. I've just got to, I've got to think about October Rain. I reckon it's a pretty nice horse. And uh, if you if right now you're only getting about five six dollars a drum, if somewhere you can get ten, I'd have a little bet um, because I think he's he's running the heat of the the uh, Derby was super. He was really good again last week. I, I think he's a pretty nice horse, and we know what Matty Craven does in terms of uh, causing boilovers at the back end of these major series. Uh, quickly, Matty O says. Are you guys able to explain how the series works, please? Is it heats, semis, then final? Yes. If so, how many get through each week? You want to take that, Scooter? <laughs> You've put me under pressure. It, it, well, I, I think, I think it, it just works out that you're going to have you're going to have two semifinals here, so there'll so be twenty four. That'll be over a middle trip, so twenty four will get through. Yep. So you've got in the Phillies at the moment uh, three only nine are going to miss out. Yep. So it's thirty three. I think top top eight. Would that sound right? Uh, yes. Yep. yep. So top eight in each heat, and then yeah, well, uh, same for the same for the boys. But there's it's going to be a little bit easier in the race that we're going to look at next because have we got a couple of scratchings or only the one? A uh, couple. Okay, so that's going to make it uh, that's going to make it easier. We might get stuck in that one before we go to Moo and go to our break. Uh, race six is the second heat of the IRT Australia British Crown Series twenty three for the three year old Colts and Geldings and. It was going to be a good clash. It was going to be have a nice narrative here between Barroom, Bander and Act now. Uh, I know they're both Victorian, but one had the New South Wales form, one had the Victorian form lines. Uh, there was probably a little doubt over, can Act now be as beastly like we talked about on Burning Questions when he's not in front? Ultimately, he's going to find the front here. Like, he'll just whip around and whoever's, whoever's there, he'll get it off them. Uh, the battle for what's going to happen early, I, I might have to go back and have, have another look because I had Barroom, Bander in front. Drain the Swamp's got good gate speed. I tend to think, though, if you're going to play exotics here, are you just thinking better call me he's got to run second or third? I think so. I think he's probably the next best horse yeah. in the race. Um, Slightly awkwardly drawn, but but clearly, yeah. yeah. And does does leave the gate pretty well, pretty well. so probably pushes forward. Um, does he get the top off a Drain the Swamp? If Drain the Swamp gets there first, probably oh, not. don't know. But yeah, probably not. Probably not. So, look, um, but I, I do think he's an ex-class horse. So, yeah, as you mentioned, it was an interesting little affair given how well Barrow and Banter went last start. Um, but obviously that was a tough run, big trip, and maybe hasn't pulled through it uh, as well as Mick Stanley would like. So he's out, which is unfortunate for the series, I think. But, um, you know, he's a last-up group one winner, so he probably deserves a, uh, a couple of days off. Yep. Um, Acknow, yep, should be winning this. He's gone to another level of recent times. That first-up run uh, at Bendigo, we saw. I thought, eh, where's he at? And then he just went boom from there, didn't he? Yeah. And just, uh, he was absolutely excellent. He just looks like a monster. So he should be winning this. But better call me, goes in for second, has been racing really well for Maddie and Soph. Um, yeah, I think he can probably push forward. And uh, yeah, now that I think about it, I'm not sold that he will find the top, but he'll be prominent enough. Um, Drain the Swap didn't have much luck in the Derby Heat, but has been in good form prior to that. And he goes in next and... Uh, for fourth, I've thrown in Belmont Royale, who comes off the back of two wins and will get a soft pegs trip and might be able to get past one big stru- sh- sh- shoe in the straight. And I think they'll be uh, they'll be running some times here. And uh, well, Struve was in the race for a second. <laughs> and pegs is where you want to be. So uh, I think Belmont Royale can uh, can sneak home for fourth at nine, six, four, and eight for the two hundred and fiftieth time since we started the Friday form panel. <laughs> We are agreeing on numbers exactly, nine, six, four, and eight. Um, yeah. The, in terms of the exotic races, I, even though we've got a dollar four favourite, this is probably the one that I'm not 
super keen on because I think Better Call Me will run second or third, but main counter troubles. Uh, the others all might give themselves a little bit more of a hope of being more prominent now, and it might cause tactics that were previously unforeseen in this race. So um, Acnea should be winning. Now, I'll, I won't lay it on you right now, but just seeing Acnea and talking about Acnea, at the end of this uh, Friday form panel, we're going to go and say one, two, three, four for the girls and one, two, three, four for the boys in order okay. for the series. Acnea is obviously going to be among um, those horses that we'll be considering, but there'll be a couple in the next race as well. Let's go to another break here. Friday form panel, Trot's Talk, Trot's Life, SEN Track. And uh, when we come back, Mitch Sidebottom will be concentrating, we believe, on the St. Arnold meeting to be staged at Tabcorp Park tomorrow night. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Jason. Nikita. Oh, Jason. This is pretty... I reckon Since you've been gone? Yeah, oh, it is. Yes. I thought that that would be pretty ambiguous. Yeah, no. Just a couple it of It had notes. a bit of pink about it. I was trying... But then, yeah. you know... That, Kelly Clarkson, that's, that's... That is a cracker. Yeah. Uh, that, is one, that is one of the great pop albums. Uh, there's so many good songs. That was the one straight after... That might have been the next world song. Hear me say... Oh, what, a, what an absolute ripper tune. Is that her first big one? Yeah, I reckon that was like the... Well, she, she, she won American Idol, didn't she? Yeah, season so one. That, oh, this might be the... That might have been like nearly the winner's song. Just about. Like uh, Angels well, Brought Me Here from uh, Guys. I, I don't know if it was the one that won it for her, but it was probably the first big, big song shout afterwards, yeah. But there were some... Yeah, there was about six good songs off that album. Yeah. We digress. Is Moo on the line? He is. Hey, Moo. Uh, what's happening, brother? You good? I'm Okay. I'm okay. It's uh, been a long week for me. Um, we, uh, yeah, went managed to get tickets to the Melbourne Cup. And, oh, of course um, you did, Boo. Yeah, of course you did. Your, your mate Jack Higgins, he, he ran a mark, so he um, got me into a bit of strife. So, all right, we need some tips, but I, I just need to get this clarified. Um, two things: your mate, uh, your mate uh, Jack Higgins, right? So I did realise he was at the cup, and I thought to myself, this little bugger finds his way into. Like, this is a guy who used to work here at SEN. Uh, he finds his way into places that I just don't know how he does it. So did you get him in? I did. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, how did he go get there himself? Uh, you got him in, and then, and then, and then he's a pretty mild mannered character. But he's there's there's two sides of him. He's a bit Joey's hangover, isn't he? Like, um, did he go off a bit? Yeah, he did. No, he um, he's definitely not a Melbourne Cup horse. He couldn't couldn't stay the journey. He was in bed by about six o'clock, but. Uh, so good on you, Jacko. At least he had a crack, though. Now we've seen we've seen him on a couple of the Zoom calls where he's sipping at wine and his eyes are rolling in the back of his head, and we're all having a normal conversation. So I, I, no, I, I'm aware of what he'd be like. Um, yeah. All right, Moot. Now it's the contrast in our punting styles. I'm I'm obviously excited about tonight with my little uh, tricky trifectas and first fours. I'm sure you're you'll be very interested reconnaissance wise about tonight, but sickened from a punting point of view. So are we focusing on tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, yeah, I messaged Skeet before. Well, I messaged both of you, but I thought, well, I better message her because she'll answer me straight away. And yeah, uh, like cool, I said, I'm quite, I'm quite happy that you guys are focused on Bendigo because Melton's more my style punting-wise. So, um, yeah, we'll kick it off in race one, number eight, I'm No Pumpkin. Uh, first up, last start, it was a terrific run. Um 
just needed a few splits and didn't get them until it was all over and, and absolutely rocketed to the line um, in, in a pretty good race. So, again, we'll need some luck, but even if it's three pegs here, um, just needs those splits late and uh, should be running on really strong. And I think 380 is not a bad price to be taking. Good horse. We, I think we all agreed he's yeah. a good horse. Especially off that trip too, Moo. <clears throat> Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think he's just guaranteed to get a soft run here, and and that's that's his go. Ben, I would dash dash a four hundred, and um, yeah, just hopefully get some luck this week. Where are we going next? Uh, race five is the next one, and you'll love this tip because it's one of your favourite horses, um, and that is number ten. Would you mind? Um, I think there's a little bit of pace on here early with La Putty. I think La Putty might be able to fly across and find the top. Um, it is over the short, which I'm always hesitant back in second row horses. Um, so we'll need a little bit of pace on early, but there's a lot of go forward horses up the front row. So might just get that luck here, would you mind? And um, yeah, Glenn Douglas, he went right, he went left last start, but everywhere he went, the gaps just closed up on him. And I think it was... Uh, a, a, a sign that would you mind wasn't far off his best. So hopefully this week um, he can get a nice card in and, and swoop down the outside late. He, he's, in, he's a great each way, but I mean, he, he, I know the figure form looks ordinary and I, I, he's broken my heart. Like I've, I've got no heart left. I can't, I can't give any more to life because of what he's done to me, but he does actually keep racing well, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, he's genuinely got excuses when he gets beat a lot of the time. Um, so just being, being a little bit unlucky, runs some really good placings um, when when just didn't get runs in time or et cetera, et cetera. Something in the cup or where, where's your next bit coming from? Uh, no, I'll give the cup a miss. Um, the next bet is probably the one I'm not as confident on. Um, now, Better Eclipse is in this race, and it was a terrific run last start. I've, I've missed the price there, um, 340 and 240. Just a little bit worried about um, like if, if he had blistering blistering early speed, I, I'd nearly be declaring it, but I'm just worried about where it gets to in the run. So the one that, the one that I don't mind the value... Um, is Radius here. Um, if you go back and have a look at the runs where Ryan Sanderson um, has driven it, uh, it, it's gone really good at, at huge odds in some of them too. So, um, yeah, it's the H-way play here at $12 and $3.10. I think with even luck, it uh, it should be running the place. I'll tell you what, there's one that in this race that I keep that I, I, I don't mind, and it showed some gates to me, but it didn't work out last time. Oregon Full of Mischief is an okay horse. Uh, and I reckon uh, maybe you can run a place, but uh, yeah, better eclipse. You, you look at it and you say, "Well, probably better eclipse is better than them." But you, you've just got those little doubts about that wide draw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like if if he goes forward and sits parked, and they and they roll along a little bit, and he can't get to the top, then um, he's a little bit vulnerable. But um, definitely couldn't. Couldn't pot the horse. It's the best horse going forward in this race. So, um, and on full of mischief, yeah, I, I actually had something on it last start, and he uh, all but crossed, didn't he? Yeah. And then um, 
as soon as as soon as he didn't, it was um, curtains. So if it gets to the pegs, yeah, definitely a um, sneaky place chance anyway. Uh, and final word, mate, uh, before we let you go, uh, great win by... I think he's got one. Oh, oh, one more is there. Sorry. Uh, you, well, you've got the text. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll quickly get on to this one. So, yeah. So we, talk about, oh, we, we need to talk about General Dodge. So, no, so we'll get the tip out and then we'll I – I just want to roast you okay, about General yep, Dodge, yep. yeah. Yep, no worries. Um, race eight, number eight, Elder Baron Test. Um, open, open 480, um, into 360. Awkward draw, um, but the best trotter in the race. So – if if she gets the splits, um, she's going to be running on really strong. So, um, yeah, not sure which way the price will go from here with that awkward draw, but um, I, I do think three dollars sixty is some value at least. Yeah, very uh, very talented horse, Elder Baron Tess, and uh, yeah, I mean you couldn't get a bet on yesterday, but General Dodge. Uh, you know, you, you walked all the way down the aisle. Um, they read the vows, uh, and then you you bolted. You got cold feet, and you bolted, uh, and you ran. Your six foot six frame just ran from the wedding, and everyone was left uh, to clean up the chairs. Um, how do you feel about it? Is, is, is Ben Cray? I saw him tweet. Is he the best? Is he the best in Australia at his best? What are, what are our thoughts here? Yeah, just on that. Oh. <laughs> I, I want I want to go back up the aisle now because uh, <laughs> General. Dodge, yeah, well, I've moved on, Mitch. I've moved on. I found somebody else. All right. I know. I know. As soon as as soon as I potted the horse, he he came good again. But um, no, he's been quite good to me over the long haul. So yeah, one of my favourite horses for sure. At his best, I think there's still that uh, query on whether he's got the actual toughness to roll along in a race and still finish off. I think the way the ran the way the race was ran yesterday, um, if they had have been rolling twenty nines and he and he did what he did, um, I would have said wowee. Um, but I think, in a way, even though he sat parked the last and and reeled off a really good half, um, he didn't really have to work too hard no, to get there. No. So um, that's my only query on the horse. But yeah, how exciting is he? There's not many quicker, if any. It's a bit of a shame, Skeeter, that um, from my understanding, he's not nominated for the Inter-Dominion. And you never would have thought he was an Inter-Dominion horse, but he's put together a number of runs in relatively quick succession now. I know he's had a little gaps here and there, but his run in the Victoria Cup was brutal. He came through that and won. Like, uh, you just think to yourself, and Menangle, imagine him just doing nothing, like doing nothing and, and then just being able to roar up that long straight. Yeah, he'd be pretty exciting, wouldn't he? We spoke to Mick after uh, the Geelong Cup win, and he said, yeah, the Inter-Dominion was probably unlikely, and mm. I'm guessing just because he sort of looked after the horse thus far and spaced his runs, he, you know, it'd be pretty taxing on him. But um, it is a shame because there's no doubt when he is right, he's very exciting. Good on you, Moo. Uh, well played. Good luck on the punt tomorrow night. Is there, are you going to have a go at anything tonight or have a little multi or cross code some stuff or are you going to do anything at Bendigo or are you just going to sit back and watch? Um, I'm going to have the night off the punt and freshen up for tomorrow night, but I'm going to uh, sit sit back and enjoy the replays. I've actually got to play bowls tonight, so I won't get to watch any live, but I'll be watching all the replays uh, when I get home. Why don't you get somebody to cast Trot's vision at the bowls? Like, what's, what's the problem? Can you do that for us or not? 
Actually, they've got a big screen up there. I'll just have to ask him to take the scoreboard down and put the trust vision on. That'd be great. If I were you, Mill, I wouldn't be asking. I'd just be doing it. I'll be. <laughs> it's always easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Thanks for your time, mate. We'll talk to you again soon. No worries. Good on you. Bye. All right. Uh, I think it's time for a break in uh, a moment. But we've, how many races? We've still got to go. We've still got four to get through. Yep. So we're timing this quite well because I still – have you got your top four for both I categories? I do. The Phillies were easier than, than the Colts. Yes. The, well, Which yes. Which is probably fairly obvious. But Yeah. I'll be interested to see who you've got. Yeah, second, third, and fourth. Number one in the Philly seems yeah. relatively easy. Second, third, and fourth in order might not be so easy. Yeah. Let's go to the news, find out what's happening in the world, see if the war on Christmas continues with Mariah Carey in Texas. And when we come back, we'll uh, we'll rifle through the final four races to be staged at Lord's Raceway Bendigo tonight. Night one of the Breeders' Crown Series for 2021. Live around Australia on SEM Track. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. I don't think I've ever heard I know this. It. No, I know it. I've lost sound in my right ear as well. You come around, you know I can't say no. I'm just trying to think of the name of the song. I don't want to say the artist because then you'll... Every time the sun goes down, I let you take on... Is it like a one day guy or something? You almost wouldn't know who it is. But, like, you know who the artist is, yeah. but not, not based on the voice, though. I can hear you in my right ear now, but I can't hear the song in my right ear. Oh, there it is. Nikita. Bad habit? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's... um. Ed. Ed Sheeran. Oh, yes. That's a new one, is it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You played it to me, I reckon. Did you play it to me? In the car like... Yeah, what? I did too. Yes. In the car. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds you like a Jonas song. Brothers song. Yeah. It sounds very, it. very different. Yeah. I'm on the scoreboard. I'm on the scoreboard. Yeah. Can we get... The, is it? Is this? Is there a reason I can't? I can hear you, Geordie, but I can't hear the. Uh, I can't hear anything else. In the, uh, there, it, no, it's sort of swinging in and out. Anyway, we move forward. Anyway, <laughs> we move forward. Uh, race seven is the final of the qualifiers for the British Crown to be staged at Benigo tonight for the three-year-old boys. And I think we like, you know, scripting races is a dangerous game, but probably when it comes to Futurity Series and qualifiers, Bad Abbott's is correct. Yes, many. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, but this one looks pretty set in stone. And this is where you can probably script them a little bit more than normal because everyone knows their role. Beyond a light in front, Major Moth behind the leader, American Dealer, three poles. And he's trifecta. Yeah. Well, no, my, <laughs> how dare he? How dare he? Uh, it looks pretty simplistic though, doesn't it? And it, I tell you what, it's just hard for everybody else. But the good news is the first eight get through, so a few will miss out. But this might be the heat where a good horse, where a pretty decent horse misses out. Because it's um, because those three places look so clearly taken up in that is it in that order though, or can Major Moth beat Beyond Delight? Uh, he can. Yep, he can. I don't think Beyond Delight is immoral um, because, as I mentioned on Burning Question, Jester, he doesn't seem the complete racehorse just yet. No. He's, he's only had the seven starts. He's got that X factor. He's a very good horse, but he still wanted to to duck in a little bit. Um, at Swan Hill on his first run back, he was well clear of the rest of the field. He was 
you know, classes above, but he has a few little tricks. So um, that may be the chink in his armour and you've got a more seasoned horse right on his back like Major Moth who's going to have every possible you would think. So uh, Beyond Delight is very, very quick and if they're running home in ridiculous times, it's going to be hard for Major Moth to get past him. But, you know, all it takes is for Beyond Delight to switch off a little bit or not be right on his A game and, uh, yeah, you wouldn't want you know, Major Moth on your back. So I've got Beyond Delight on top, uh, just given the speed he has. Major Moth in second, American Dealer. Been a little bit disappointing since coming to Victoria. I, we sort of probably just gave him pass marks or forgive runs or made excuses for him mm. thus far throughout the Derby series. Um, but, uh, yeah, it hasn't been the same horse that we saw in Queensland. But he goes in for third off the back of a, a soft trip. And LB2 Chains, I thought was probably slightly disappointing last time out. Had the 1-1 one, one loomed up like he was going to win at Geelong and then was beaten into third, um, but has shown previously he's a really nice horse. So he goes in next, two, one, eight, and six, and I'd be surprised if you had something different. Two, one, eight, and six. Yep. Oh, the fourth one would have been a little, um, nah. There's some other really good horses in this race. Go Dancing has, oh, I can't get my head around Go Dancing, to be honest. Kimball is uh, is a good horse. Desi G's improved Desi Desi G's going great. Yep. I mean, it's hard, isn't it? You got a horse like Desi G, and you just like you would love to own a Desi G, wouldn't you? Um, I do. I, I don't believe in that. Men and women don't own each other, uh, and if they do, we own one another. Uh, Narratark yeah. Prince is a nice yeah. horse. Um, uh, this is basically disconcerting. I, I could hear you typing in my right ear before Geordie. It's, it's, I'm, I'm living a life here, so I'm going to go two, one, eight, and six. But I there just keeps swinging in it. Um, I was originally just thinking, okay, probably beyond the light. We'll have two different quaddies if you're going to have quaddies and uh, and and stagger them up. But now I'm just thinking there's enough of a hope that Major Moth wins and I want to just clean up and knock out all those people that have taken Beyond Delight one out. Uh, so I'm, I'm level staking them in the quaddie because I can, I, I agree with you. I just see a situation, we even saw Beyond Delight, if he just, if he just does a few things wrong, gets a head on the side, rolls off, um, maybe even kicks clear too far from home. Major Moth is a really good horse. We forget. You talk about horses who don't like the long trip. I don't think he loved the long trip of the uh, of the Derby series. I think this is his bread and butter. I think his favourite position to race in is probably behind the leader. Uh, he's, a, he's a good leader, but I think he's an even better sit sprint horse. So uh, I'm... I'm going with Beyond Delight, but I think Major Moth can definitely win. That should be the trifecta. Two, one, eight... And six. It won't pay a lot. So, again, first fours, but I'd play wide for fourth. I mentioned all the other ones. Go Dancing, Kimball, Desi G, Narratark, Prince would all go in the mix. We'll get through one more before we go for our uh, our final break here on the Friday form panel. And it is the Bendigo Harness Racing Club 67th Anniversary Cup. Uh, you stole my thunder a bit here because I I'm, I thought Lottie Moon could get across. I don't know if... I don't know if, if It'll win here, Lottie Moon, but uh, I think it's racing pretty well. It's racing against better grade, third up. Uh, always had a bit of an opinion of Lottie Moon. I just thought that going on to how strong that three-year-old filly form is, that if Lee gets a little bit of luck or can maybe punish its way to the front, it'd be hard to beat. Yeah, I think so. Her past couple, she's raced uh, in good races. She was uh, last time ran down by Captain Balisario, who we think is a really nice horse. And uh, before that, ran a, a quick last quarter behind Luck of Our Chief and was good run there, Lear. So, look, I've probably had question marks throughout that Oak series, whether she was racing at her absolute best. Yeah. Um, but her past couple have been really good and uh, she's 
does have good gate speed. So I think she can probably work her way. They'll be going forward over a mile, I would suspect. I think she can probably find the top here. And if she can do that without doing stacks of work, um, I think she's the one to beat. But I, I think there's three winning chances in this race. The other two are Vanquish Stride, who has been knocking on the door for a win. He's past three. Um, and I think he can run a race. And Lottie Moon, who closed off really well in a, a stronger race last time out, a nice mare and third up here. Um, look, I hope that I hope she can get across to the top. That would uh, make me happy with my uh, my multi, my yeah, the go- girls multi that I've got with that Lottie Mood to run a place. But look, if she's not, and um, if she's one one, I think she's still good enough to to run a place. So I've got her in there for third and belittled, who has been going well. A sit sprinter, second row draw over a mile, so he's going to need a, a bit of speed on early. But if they do, belittled won't be too far away. Seven, four, three, and nine. Uh, I've got five winning chances. So the same top three numbers as you in slightly different order. I've gone seven, three, four. Uh, so Leah, I, I wasn't 100% convinced that she'd find the front. I honestly think she will win if she finds the front. Leah, uh, I mean, she's just running to some exceptional horse flesh since coming over from New Zealand. So uh, better than these. Lottie Moon for second. I reckon lead trail, yes. Uh, Vanquish stride. The ones and the twos look great. I don't know if he's going. I don't know if that form is as hot as it might appear. I think I, I, he looks like the hoofs on the till, but I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure. One I found here, best roughie of the night, is the Chancer. The two runs back have actually been very good. Has got gate speed. Can go forward or back. Uh, yeah, I, I think seventeen dollars. I think it was is um, is big overs for the Chancer. And Blittled was a one time. 1,650-metre track record holder at Bendigo. I mean, and, and beat where you can dance here two starts back. What what, what would where you can dance start here? You'd be right in there. Yeah, right pretty short. There, yeah. Uh, so I think Belittled, you know, doesn't win out of turn, uh, the little girl, but a uh, little boy, but he um, he gets his opportunity here, I would have thought. So I'm going them all in the quaddy, three, four, six, seven, and nine, and really hoping to get a touch of value, but the number's in order, seven, three, four, and six. We'll get through one more, actually. We'll get through because we've got to go through our top four for both of the categories. Uh, I tell you what, these races won't. T- well, I, I can't contribute much. Um, a couple of four year and older uh, trotting races, and to be honest, I haven't yet. I can't help. Race nine. <laughs> what do you like here, Skeeter? Uh, pick a number, Bon. Any number. Mm. <laughs> Look, it's it's fair to say it's uh, a very tricky form race to assess. Um, I had said all the bill who got gained to start as the emergency on top, and then see this morning that he was scratched. So then that uh, that threw me out. Look, I've gone. Um, Tiara Stride on top now with Brent Lilly, whose team has been going well. Uh, made a mistake last time out, which is always a concern. But a lot of these horses can do that. So look, I, I think if Tiara Stride can jump to the front, um, is a good winning chance, but risky. So good luck. Uh, Lindy Grace worked home well last start for her first, um, first race start and should improve off that you would think, but tricky draw. Uh, Cresco and Mojito looks, looked a winning chance on the bend last time out, but just didn't sprint with them, but uh, is more of a one-paced horse and uh, will be thereabouts. And Angsky goes in next two, eight, five, and four, but not a race that I'll be probably playing much into. Bottom. Well, well done. I mean, this is that's as much as it could be spoken <laughs> about this race. Um, I'll, I'm going to be really honest here. I haven't had a good look at Settle the Bill and anybody who saw, I think I marked at 650, but I, it was emergency. And then I got the call up and said, uh, the horse is getting a start and they need the prices. I really hadn't had a good look at it. I, I actually, I, 
Whether this is a right or wrong thing to do, I don't give the emergencies a good look uh, when I'm doing the form. I just assume that they're out. And then if you get an early scratching, where you, we, you can work with it. I'll have a nice look before Trot's vision tonight. Yeah, uh, I set all the bills out again. Is it? Yeah. Did you just tip it on top? No, I had it on top, but oh. then it was scratched this morning. So then it's, yeah. No, I got confused. I mean, I, Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was just mesmerized by No, you. set all the bills. Well, that's great. <laughs> uh, I'm going two, four, eight. And five. I'm going Tiara Stride. Tiara Stride's the best horse in it, but uh, uh, made mistakes first up from a break. I just said you so. Uh, yeah. So, uh, best horse in it. Uh, I think Hills with Kills might be a part owner of this one. Um, Alexandra Hurley and Brent Lilly, uh, the trainer who had such a big day at Maryborough last weekend. Um, but it needs to bring some etiquette here. I nearly wanted to back Will Patrick when he was in the race. Um, it, he stops in every race that he's in virtually, but he, but he was going to be the leader. Uh, anyway, Tiara Stride on top. Second, Angsky SP profile is probably what I'm working with most there. Um, has started short enough. Obviously, has some ability. Lindy Grace was good enough on debut, I think, and um, gets an economical trip here. And Cresco Mojito, we've already mentioned. So, two, four, eight, and five in the Elderberry Park, Maiden Trot. Coming up next, the world's best hoof oil trot. Another four-year-old and older uh, trotter for um, horses with nil lifetime wins. Uh, we'll go to a break now. Come back. What's the music we said? Is it 3 1 or 2 1? 3 1. Come okay. on, Jordy. Okay. We'll come back from a break. And if. Uh, if <laughs> when Sca- he doesn't know, you go with 2. If Sca- no, you go oh, with- yeah, 2 1. No, no. It's, this is our fourth, fifth segment coming up. Yeah. Let's, let's get a break and come back with the, the music quiz. And we'll also give you the last race tips and our top four. Uh, top four fillies and our top four Colts and Gullings for the three year olds in the 2021 British Crown Series. On Trot's Life, it's time for the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross. Oh. Jason. Oh, dead heat. Bingo. Is it Valerie? It is Valerie. It is Valerie, yeah. yeah. I knew it was Valerie. Maybe we'll do one more at the end. Uh, yeah, just to, just to clean it up. Hey, Ladbroke at this Spring Carnival. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. We're joined by Adam Hamilton from Ladbroke. Temo, it's a wonderful time for racing of all three codes at the moment. How's, how's the carnival treated you so far? Um, Jace has treated me pretty well, and g'day to you as well, Nikita. Um, what have we got left in the tank, though? That's the thing. Um, you know, the, the, the punt's been okay, but it's a long, long week, and we've got a fit in our love of harness as well, don't we? So what, why don't we have a look at the Gallup first this time and, and this McKinnon stakes because you're going to get better odds about Zaki than you would have in a much harder race at Cox Plate. So that's the challenge for punters, isn't it? Is he as good as he was going to be Cox Plate time given, well, it wasn't a setback as such, was it? It was just a high temperature. So he's at $2.40, Colette's at $4.80, Moanga at eight dollars, Private Eye at ten, and Hungry Hearts at ten dollars as well. But I think you're either with Saki or against him, aren't you? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, uh, the one thing I, I, I probably went so well first up, didn't he? And it, it ever like the run since then, it's almost like I never like it when they go as well as he went first up. And I'm a big Colette fan, so be interesting to see what the weather does between uh, between now and tomorrow. Moving on to trots, it's heat racing is always a bit of a reconnaissance mission, isn't it? You've got your your null hypothesis, your preordained position, but you learn you learn a fair bit from heat and I, don't you, Hammo? 
You do indeed, and what a lineup of stars in those Breeders' Crown heats at Bendigo tonight. Um, this batch of fillies, um, yeah, I've, gee, I've been in this game a long time, and I, I, you got to go back to the, uh, I, I reckon the, the sort of late 80s, early 90s for just a depth of crop of three-year-old fillies. But the uh, the race I thought I'd talk about tonight is um, is this heat for the Colts and Geldings, where Beyond Delight, who won really easily first up in a you know in a pretty moderate sort of race, has been crunched dollar sixty into a dollar forty-five. Stablemate Major Mothstorm won two thirty-five out to two fifty, and just to highlight the depth of it, the Queensland Derby winner American Deal is at eleven bucks from inside the back row. Just follows them. Maybe he'll be three pegs. That's a problem though. It's going to be magnificent, and uh, the most competitive race is probably that first heat with Yen Bucky in and Rock and Roll doing Ideal Down and Seb's Choice. There's a lot to look forward to, uh, and we'll be discussing semi-finals coming up. I know you. I think you've got a pretty strong opinion on where semi-finals sit potentially in these Futurity Series, Hamo. So we might discuss that next week. But hold yourself together. You've only got uh, one day of the carnival to go. You sound like you've got enough petrol in the tank, and we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, look forward to it. Have a great weekend, guys. Make every race this spring even more exciting. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. My number's in the final event, 5, 2, 10, and 4. 2, 5, 10, and 1. And now give us your top four in the Phillies division, first of all, in order. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling really nervous about this pressure. Ladies in red, clear, yep. clear top pick. Better twist. Yeah, right. Because I just think what she's done in New Zealand, she comes over here, she, She's only had the one run here and didn't didn't draw well and went well. So she's in next. Tough Tilly because all bar that last start, she's been excellent and the main challenger to ladies in red. You're going to be surprised with this one, I think. Joanna goes in next because she's got the gate speed. She crossed in the Oaks. So I think if she draws well, she's got the gate speed to get across, find herself in a good position. And she's just got that up her sleeve over the likes of uh, a beach music. I, I'm not surprised because I'm going ladies in red one, Joanna two. Uh, Joanna feels like the ugly stepsister to uh, to beach music. Like they're the two that are – Joanna's gone closer mm. to, to ladies in red. Uh, I think she's really versatile. I think she's a little bit more professional. So I've got her in for second, better twist for third, and beach music for fourth. Nothing against Tough Tilly. I just – you know, Andy was even talking about breathing operations and throat operations. There can be minor and all the rest of it. I, I want, I hope she gets back to like she, she flies through this and maybe I'd love to see her win, of course, for all the right reasons. But I want to see it a little bit. Um, so there's my top four. Let's go to the boys, three-year-old Colts and Geldings. Act now, yes, is uh, my clear on topper, and then it gets a little bit sticky. Uh, Beyond delight, just because. Well, it's not the complete package. I just think he's got that X factor. Yeah, Bucky and, and Major Moth. Yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, flipping the other two, the bottom two around. I'm going act now. Um, yeah, isn't this better turn around? So act now on top. <laughs> Beyond delight, second. Uh, Major Moth, third, and Yam Bucky in fourth. I'm with Andy. I would love it if Yam Bucky and did progress quickly enough to win this series. But you just feel like well, you know he's going to be a much better horse in six to twelve months. The penny hasn't really dropped. He's big. He sort of doesn't 100% know what he's doing. They so to buy a, a special cart for him because he didn't fit into there. Really? Yeah, and he's three. <laughs> he just looks monstrous. Look at Brown Doggy. He looks like he's, he's, he's been through a torrid time. He's he, Not his first carnival, but uh, this one's taking a toll. And she get older, it gets that little bit harder. I know all too well. Hey, Geordie, one more song and we'll say sayonara, brother. He's winding one up for us. You've yeah, put him under the pump. I haven't, uh, I haven't really got a solid one, but I've got one. I've, I do have one. Hang on. Here we go. This is old. <laughs> 
I do know it. <laughs> oh, this oh. is really old. Yeah, super old. <laughs> oh. She about that and Nate. That's that one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah, Jason. Jason. Come, said the boy. Come, said the boy. By Mondo Rock. I reckon it's good. I needed to get there because Skeeter, even Matteo said Skeet was first in then. Sorry, Bonner. So it was three two. That's it. You already had the win. Well, this is just for fun. This one. I just want to get. I just want to. I just want to get home strong. <laughs> it's time for saying goodbye. I think I can see that clock ticking down to a hard out. Yep. Brand dogs ready to roll. I think Cam Luke's in here as well. We're winding up towards the end of the spring carnival, but it's only the start of the big races in harness racing. Well done, Skeet. Thanks, Great to fun. see you again. See you Monday. Au revoir, listeners. We'll be back on Monday for Metrospective. Have fun.